Steve. Gregor. And Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective, and thanks for joining us this month. I am Steve O'Connor, your loudmouth host, and we have Greg, Big Raw, Ringley. Hello. As well as Gregor Absolute McGrath. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. How was that? Oh, fantastic. Okay. We have someone so else this time. 10 out of 10. Thanks. Now that I have his approval, I'm, I'm definitely a happier camper. Well, whose <laughs> approval was that we got? The tender. Who's with us? Oh, it might be me. Oh, wow. Oh, he's like fully podcasting. I'm not well enough trained yet. I'm just the IT guy. Just the <laughs> IT guy. No, so, t- so Tinder's joining us this time, huh? Well, I'm kind Absolutely. of curious. Why did Satinder join us this time? Is he here for comic relief? I thought that was me. I, I think he had something special he wanted to talk about. Oh, What, what did you want to talk about? What, what do you have to talk discuss today, Satender? Well, actually, just wanted to go over the San Diego Heli Fun Flights coming up in about four weeks, and just wanted to go over some of the event details, get the word out there. And where is that located at? Well, uh, it's a little bit north of San Diego in a city called Fallbrook, California, held at the Palomar RC Flyers Club. It's a beautiful place. If if anyone hasn't been there, it's it's, yeah. it's gorgeous out there for sure. We got a dedicated heli flight line and an airplane flight line, and whenever we have the event, we take over both of them. Yeah, that's a that's a fun event. Every time I've gone, I've had nothing but fun. Yeah, there's a lot of history at that field. I think you know some of my favorite uh, memories have been at that particular field at this event. You know and. And uh, yeah, super excited to, to attend this year for my. For the biggest myself. one is uh, when you talk about history, the first two Heli Freak fun flies were actually held at this club. So I remember I wasn't in the hobby too much during that time period, but uh, I remember hearing stories about how they had to cordon off specific areas for RVs and tents and had like 20 different flight stations all across the property. Oh, it, it was intense. I, I was, actually was lucky enough to attend that event. And I, I remember the first and then the second one, uh, the night mm-hmm. flying was just off the chain. And it was so thick with people that you could hardly even walk to the flight line. Wow. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. So how many people did you guys have last year? So last year, um, we had about 108 registered pilots. We got the... 108th one at like around noon on Sunday so it was a huge crowd you know it's kind of towards the end of COVID and people wanted to get out to see it but uh, a lot of it had to do with Chris Wilson kind of promoting the event we're trying to look to uh, carry that forward this year as well so you should hit 200 uh, pilots this year with you promoting it (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the goal right right now we're about 30 40 pre-registered pilots which is actually pretty good when you think about it 31 because I did stay Oh, nice. Thank you very much. And how how do you pre-register? Yeah, so we actually have the link on the club website. Um, You guys will get that posted in the show notes. Uh, $20 registration uh, that covers all your flying, gives you a space on the flight line. Uh, That's the biggest thing there. Um, Meals and all that will be available for sale um, at the site. So we got a couple of our club members cooking food. 
sounds like a fantastic deal. Twenty dollars. That's cheapest one I've heard about. Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, you should increase it. But, you know, historically, it's been $20 throughout the years. And considering the fact that this will be the last event at this field, kind of just wanted to keep it that way for old time's sake. Very cool. Yeah. Anything you know, and, special? And, um, I mean, night flying as usual. We uh, have a local company that's donating light towers. So last year we had four light towers, which I'm sure Gregor can kind of attest to was an amazing experience with the night flying. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we're pushing spotlight flying a lot more. We got a pretty good local crowd of people that does a lot of spotlight flying. We'll have, you know, 12, 15, 20 lights shined at a helicopter. And uh, that makes a lot of fun for everybody that's on the flight line watching as well. And, and, you know, that it'll kind of bring back some of that nostalgia that, you know, that particular field was known for. And that was that the night flying. And absolutely. Yeah, that, that was just such a such an amazing thing to have. And that was kind of it, the, the dawning of night flying at the, at the same time. And, yeah. you know, kind of to go back and touch on, you know, the amount of pilots you already have pre-registered. I mean, uh, you know, it's in, in back to last year's count pilot count i mean 108 pilots that's just incredible and and i think you know not just my for myself but i think i mean we look at a lot of the events that you know um on the west west coast and uh we don't see that type of of attendance you know and mm -hmm. to have you know palomar be gone for quite some time and then all of a sudden boom it's back and they hit 108 pilots that speaks of volumes as to what that that particular field means to people you know so exactly I, it's it's such an amazing thing so um i i uh i'm hearing that there's some some you know this is obviously exciting but there's also some sad news about that why don't you explain that to us as well and our listeners yeah so the if you know anything about the property uh it's right off of the freeway there's housing being built all around it and uh every time we pull up to the flight line we say you know we're going to be standing in a, a walmart parking lot or a starbucks parking lot so we've already been giving uh, the information to leave the property by end of June or July. So this is the last big event at the event, uh, at the uh, at the field. So, you know, if you've never seen it before, or if you want to come experience some of that history where a lot of, uh, you know, product development, you know, Avant was developed there, a lot of history with some of the older events, this is kind of the last opportunity to see it. Uh, you need to do a big, everyone posing the flight line for that last final f picture of everyone there. You know, that'd I like be awesome. that idea. I like that. That would be totally right awesome. Now, last year, were you able, were people able to like rent like um, tables and easy ups before the event? Is that something you're going to try and do again this year? Yes. So we did that last year. I don't think we're going to be doing it okay. this year because we haven't had too much demand. And also, I ran the numbers on it. It is not cost effective. You're actually better off just going to Walmart, picking something up, and you know throwing away. To be honest, because the rental prices just aren't okay. uh, appropriate for that. All yeah. right. Very cool. Anything else to add or? Um, no, we had a lot of support from a lot of different companies in the hobby. You know, uh, we're only four weeks out, but we're still getting sponsors added every single day. We're going to have a raffle um, available to the public as well as all the registered pilots. Um, definitely a lot of good things there. Hey, Satender, thank you for joining us tonight. Absolutely. You know, I just wanted to promote the event. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Very cool. So we've well, got we're some looking... other fun flies, right? We sure do. We have the Steve Helms Memorial Fun Fly, which is in Huntsville, Alabama. It's that same weekend, uh, May 13th through the 15th. Uh, you contact the Huntsville Heli Flyers. They have a Facebook event page. 
And again, this all this information will be posted on our Facebook page. And if you want to share it out, that would be totally awesome. The following weekend up in Red River Fishing, East Grand Forks, Minnesota, we have the Red River Rotor Extravaganza, and that's Friday, May 20th, uh, all weekend long. The contact app for that is Dan William Hiller. Uh, they have camping. Um, they have an auto contest, electric duration contest, night flying, three-minute freestyle. And I got to pit next to them, as did you, Greg, at Urcha this past year. Uh, totally awesome guy having the fun flag, and that whole entire crew is all about having a good time. And not, nothing seems out of bounds for those guys, man. They, they just want to have a good time. Next up, we have the Fly What You Bring, Bring Fun Fly, and that's in Bessemer, Alabama. That's at Do the Ditch, uh, the field, if you have not been there. It's just a one-day event, but it's set up by the Birmingham RC Helicopter Club. Again, Facebook event. It'll be posted on our website, and that's Saturday, May 21st. It's a phenomenal field to fly at. I have been down there several times. Up in New York, the same weekend, we have Stars Heli Spring Fling, and that is May 21st and 22nd. It is in Cuba, New York. Matt Kloss is the contact, and it is sponsored by the Stars Southern Tier Aero Radio Society. If you need info about it, they have it all posted on their Facebook page. Uh, they talk about the weekend of RC helicopter flying near Cuba, New York. There's $20 pilot fee. It's an 1,100-foot grass runway. Wow, look at uh, scale flying area, Saturday, Saturday amateur 3D contest. They have camping with electric available, so that is super nice. They have electric for charging. Again, another bonus. Lunch will be available, and they do have a Facebook event posted. Oh, I thought that was a lunch contest. I was going to compete in that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd be ready to fly after that then. I'd probably just want to take a nap. Take the nap contest after that. <laughs> I'd then in June, <laughs> right. Then in June, uh, June second through the fifth in Hamilton, Ohio, the Hawks Flying Field is having the Cincy Smackdown for 2022. You know, food raffles. Uh, they cater to beginner, intermediate, or pro pilots. It's forty dollar entry fee. Dinner is included with that, and they get ten dollars worth of registration prizes straight out of the gate. So that's awesome. They take a percentage of the money and they made from the emissions and somebody walks away with cash in hand. So even more cool, there will be night flying and a DJ each night, campers, RVs, pop-ups, tents. It's all welcome. So check them out. Um, the same weekend, but over in Waverly, Nebraska will be Reuters over the corn. That's June 3rd through June 5th sponsored by the Midwest Heli boys. I am 99% sure I will be out there hanging out. That is not but six hours from my house. So they will have night flying, on-site camping, but no hookups. Uh, they have a pilot's dinner on Saturday night. Landing fee is $30. And they would appreciate it if you're pre-registered for the fun fly. It's $30 and they have all the info in their, in their uh, event. So that's, let's see, the following weekend, June 17th through June 19th, they have Birmingham do the ditch helicopter fun fly. So the official do the ditch down in Bessemer, Alabama. And again, that is a phenomenal field. They have camping on site. The landing fee is $25. They're, Novus needs a help. Great. If you're an expert, come and help those people. And let's see what else they have going on. 
casual event. They emphasize on having fun. And I can tell you, if you're in a nitro, um, that's the place to go, man. That place come nighttime, that place, the whole entire field is just a entire shadow of smoke from the nitro. Nice. The nitro is really big down there. So that should be great. They are raffling off a nitro 600 package at 2 PM on Saturday. So check them out. Gregor, I think you have something to talk about helicopter fun fly wise. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, uh, yeah, I was approached a little while, a little while back and, uh, collaborated with a couple of good people and uh, at the Amos RC field in Lincoln, California, and uh, in putting together a fun fly. And uh, this isn't, uh, Amos has had some uh, helicopter fun flies in the past, but this is something completely different with uh, uh, all new people behind it, including myself and uh, Danny Juarez is helping. And uh, Dave Long is uh, one of our our biggest uh, helpers with this whole event. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's located in Lincoln, California, which is right, right outside of Sacramento. Um, you know, the field is just amazing. They've got a fantastic venue. Uh, I've attended their jet rallies in the past. And, you know, the, the type of event that they put on is just uh, second to none. I mean, it's just, just incredible. So uh, it felt to me like it would be a perfect uh, runway for, um, for a great event. And so we started talking and put it together. So the, the field, uh, has a 600 foot runway. It's a fully shaded flight line. So you don't even have to bring tents, but there's still plenty of room. If you choose to bring them, uh, they have on-site electricity every 20 feet, uh, within those shaded areas. Um, now this is going to be held in July, the 7th through the 10th. So it's going to be warm. So, uh, so we've accommodated for that. We've got 11 evaporative coolers on site along the flight line uh, for people to get cooled off. Uh, there's going to be a, a huge, uh, multiple ice chests throughout the flight line with free waters. Um, we're, uh, we're offering free coffee, donuts, uh, free coffee and donuts Thursday night, Friday night. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, free coffee and donuts every morning. And then uh, that's Thursday, Friday and Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to have a full ice cream bar and beverage stand that's open uh, all day long with tons of caffeine and sugar for, for those of you that like that. Um, lunch and dinner will be provided Thursday and Friday. And then there's going to be a catered banquet dinner on Saturday night. And what's uh, amazing catered. is they have it. Yeah, wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's fully catered. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And so Saturday night, um, the, the fully catered dinner will be underneath. They have a huge tent with tons of tables and it's got a massive evaporative cooler, uh, to, uh, to keep everybody cool in the evening time. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I can't tell you how many events I've attended where, uh, you know, the, a lot of, a lot of our friends go, man, this is, this is cool. There's a casino right down the road. So my wife wanted to come and, you know, now, now, now I'm not here by myself and they actually love that. I love that, you know? So, so uh, Thunder Valley Casino is less than two miles away. You can actually see it from the flight line. And it's an, it's an incredible place for those that like to go to casinos. And um, But anyways, yeah, so um, we're offering 4K light towers. Um, they're, yeah, completely 4K light towers. And then... Um, tell, us, tell us about yeah. this old school type demos with a twist. Or is, yeah. is the yeah. one and only Gregor McGrath going to be doing Pure Loops on the deck? 
just for you, Steve, and we're going to do it Facebook lives because I'm hearing that you're not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I already have family plans, so I apologize. I'd love to be there because actually it's a great field. Uh, when I yeah. lived in Livermore, I came out there a couple of times. Smaller events, super friendly people. Like you said, there's plenty of shade. And honest to God, even though it was on the warmer side, it really wasn't all that bad uh, because it is so dry out there. And as long as you're drinking water, you're pretty good. It ain't nothing like the Midwest. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's not near a bunch of concrete and asphalt. It's, uh, you know, it's just a big open field. And, and yeah, it's 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 pretty tolerable. I've been out there in the in the, uh, in the middle of the summer and it's, it's pretty decent. But having all these amenities alongside, you know, the heat is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, but to get to the uh, the old school type demos, we wanted to bring back kind of an old school feel uh, feel to it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have noontime demos on Saturday, but they're going to be open demos. We are not going to close down the flight line for anybody. So uh, uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have an announcer up there and uh, the guy is phenomenal. And what he does is you bring your music. You can be anyone. If you want to give back to your sponsors, we want you to do that. We urge you to do that because, you know, the, our sponsors and the uh, manufacturers within our hobby are what you know, their, their innovation and their, their drive to keep this hobby going is, is so important, you know, and, and so I think it's important for sponsored pilots to give back to them and come out, give your music. It doesn't matter what flight skill you are. The point is, is we want you to come up and do a demo because at the, at the end of the day, it feels good to be able to go do a demo. And, and uh, you know, I love hearing the people in the back, get me going, you know, like you, Steve, <laughs> you know, so uh, anyway, open noontime demos there's going to be you can give us your music and your equipment and there will be an announcer that's going to be talking about it there'll be an announcer uh, that's going to be talking about the event and everything throughout the entire day all proceeds from the raffle will be going to uh, Gigi's house which uh, is a uh, uh, it, it supports down syndrome adults and children and uh, just amazing thing if you can if you get the time check out Gigi's playhouse it's just an amazing uh uh, you know, um, uh, company and what they do is just, just phenomenal. And, and, uh, anyways, so, uh, the website, uh, it'll be Friday, the 22nd of April, we will, uh, have, uh, the entire, the entire to-do list, uh, or the flyer listed on Facebook and on the Amos RC webpage. So please check it out. I don't have time to go over everything that's going to be involved. Uh, you <laughs> guys will list. love it. Yeah, you guys will yeah, love it. Yeah, we'll have it on the Please website, and we can definitely yeah. go over it. Um, and if you guys get the animal out there, which I'm sure he'll be out there, yeah. the animal is encouraged by people encouraging him. So the louder you yell and the more you cheer Alex Rose on, the harder that man flies. Oh, man. I've seen that's it firsthand. Uh, yeah. Normally, it's John Soda really pushes him. But if you get Alex going, he will fly, fly, fly. That's one demo that I would want to see at noontime. Oh, yeah, that's yeah phenomenal. absolutely. And I think it's. Yeah, I think it's also important to note that um, we have been blessed with Ben Storick and Nick's, Nick Maxwell this year. So wow. those two pilots will, will, will be attending this year. So just super, super fun. So keep an eye out for the website and the Facebook page and uh, and our podcast because we'll be promoting that as well. So Awesome. And yeah. that's the right time of year for me because we're going to be at 115 degrees here in Arizona. So, yeah, I'm going there. You can go oh, out there and cool so off. Huh? Oh, that. hell yeah. I got to so, go there and cool off. At least a 15 degree drop in temperature, right? 
That's amazing. And let all of us Californians know what, you know, uh, we don't have right. anything to complain about. You know? That's right. <laughs> but what about us Midwest people that say around the November time, you know, it'd be great if there was a helicopter fun fly somewhere around, I don't know, my birthday. So, you know, early November, that would be awesome because, you know, Phoenix would be warm at that time of year. So you need a Novemberish time frame fun fly to come to? That would be awesome. I'd love to do that. What if we created one? I don't know. Maybe name it the Southwest Heli Rodeo? That sounds awesome. That might work. And if we were to do it Thursday, November 10th through Sunday the 13th just for you, would that be good? That would be perfect. All right. We might have to do that. So, Southwest (laughs) Heli Rodeo. That event's been going on for 13, 14 years. Um, For the longest time, it was held at Schnepp Farms in Phoenix, Arizona, but at COVID, Schnepp Farms shut down, and we kind of lost our way for a couple years. We were in Tucson the year before last. Last year, we were in Florence. But this year, the club's been working really hard to find a permanent home, and we think we've found it. The town of Superior has welcomed the event with open arms to the point that they're actually shutting down the regional airport and giving us their airport. That is so awesome. Yeah. So Thursday, November 10th, they shut the airport down for setup, for people to move in and get set up on site. And then obviously we can fly. Friday through Sunday is the event itself. Um, And... It should be epic. We're going to be in the town of Superior, which is just outside of the Phoenix area. We're going to go start talking to the different hotels in the area to get people uh, information on what hotels are available, see if we can't negotiate some room rates for people to come in for the event. The town's super excited to have us there, so they're going to even help promote and do some different things. And they've actually asked us as a club if we'd be willing to help support their local education system, like their high schools through a STEM event. So we're going to work with um, the local STEM community here and see if there may be a way to create an hour or two moment where the kids can come out and get some exposure to the event. So guys, we might tag a couple of y'all to have us help that maybe take some kids to a flight line and do some, you know, teaching, talking, you know, we don't want to wear y'all out because it's about fun fly, but maybe we can borrow a little bit of time and go give these kids a little in, uh, intro to the hobby. Um, that sounds totally awesome. I even know a guy with a couple of spare V controllers that could probably help with the buddy boxing on that kind some, of thing. Yep. Some buddy boxes. So we're hoping to try and coordinate something to give back to the town of superior for all their generosity and helping us set this up. Um, event wise, we're going to start getting out literature on it, giving you guys maps to the location, start showing you how we're going to get set up to get everybody excited about the event. I'll start doing my dumb, silly, crazy videos again about the rodeo. And um, we're going to start super talking. entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll start getting information out about all the sponsors for it. And we are actually looking at doing a pretty neat raffle this year. So there will be more to come on that. But let's just say that um, I've told you guys about it last week, and it's probably pretty going to be a pretty epic raffle, isn't it? Probably the one, one of the most unique raffles I've ever heard of. So we'll roll that out as we get the details now down over the next, say, probably next three to four weeks. To get hold of us, you could reach out to myself, Greg Ringley, or Mike Weatherly through messenger on facebook or go to the superstition radio control helicopter association facebook page or facebook southwest heli rodeo both of those are places where you can reach out to us or reach out to us through the uh maximum collective 
Facebook page as well. But sounds awesome. Yeah. What's next? Well, I, th- I think we're up to the topic. I think we should discuss what makes it fun for us and how do you avoid burnout? What, what drives us to be in this hobby and, and how, do we, how do we keep engaged? Yeah, that's I mean, a perfect topic. And we've heard a lot of people recently where people seem to get so tied up in the hobby and then run through the ringer, for lack of a better word, that all of a sudden you see people leaving the hobby, selling everything, toning down to one or two small things and then disappearing for a while and we just want to talk about what drives that and what do some of the things that we do to help stay fresh right yeah and i actually greg i think we should start with you you've been flying for how many years now flying helicopters me or greg or greg greg mr mr big raw oh there you go i've been flying for how many years big raw about three and a half four years okay so in the small amount of time, you flew airplanes before, but have you had that burnout fatigue? Has that hit you early on? No, it hasn't. Um, but I tend to do, I don't know, I think I've got some built-in things that I do that tend to keep the hobby fresh for me. Um, I feel blessed that I've had people in the, in the hobby that really help me as far as um, teach me, support me, and help keep me on the right track. And to be honest, share it with me, you know. Um, so I think that what that's got me thinking is I try and pay it forward. You know, I was trying to help other people out. And I think that when you help other people out and then you see them having joy in the hobby and helping them experience it, I think that helps keep me driving. You know, it's a way of re-energizing me, seeing the hobby through a fresh set of eyes. So it always keeps it fresh. You know, but I've been lucky. I've not run into a lot of people that wear you out. I mean, I've heard horror stories of people that come up and ask you a question and you spend two hours setting their helicopter up and they walk away and you think, all right, that person had a good time. And you find out two hours later, they went to somebody else, asked the same question, undid all your work, and they came back to you and asked you to do it again. I've seen, I've heard that happen to a couple of people. I haven't had it happen to me yet, but. I've, I've definitely had that happen to me and it, it, it wears you out. It definitely wears you out. It, and it, uh, it can make you a little uh, on guard after, after it's happened multiple times. <laughs> and you've been flying helicopters for what, 16 plus years, right, Gregor? Yeah, that, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. You know, and I think, I think Greg, you, you touched on it really well. I, I think, you know, um, you were absolutely correct when you talk about helping others um, to be able to, I mean, cause let's just face it, this is such a difficult hobby to learn and, um, being able to, to help others move forward is very refreshing and rejuvenate, rejuvenative, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, and I, th- I think that that's something that works for me as well. And I, you know, I, I didn't, I'm kind of reflecting on what you just said and, and yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fact that, that really helps. And, I think uh, oftentimes, you know, um, and everybody's case is different, but, uh, you know, when I was, I was living, you know, the hobby, my entire, my entire life was the hobby. Um, I I actually enjoyed it because I I got the opportunity to help so many people every day, you know, and, and I actually, that's one of my favorite things in the hobby. However, you know, on the, if I didn't have that, 
you know, where I was talking with customers or if I was, if I wasn't, uh, you know, helping people with setups and things like that out at the field or at the fun flies, if I didn't have that as much, you know, I think absorbing as much of the hobby as I did, you know, it would easily, it could easily burn you out, you know, but, you know, you have, you have your good and bad days where you have what I call, and I'm just going to be blunt about it. I call them, I call them assholes, you know, um, where they just, uh, they do exactly what you described. They'll, they'll ask for your help. You'll spend an hour or two, maybe even more with them. And then they go somewhere else, you know, so, and then come right back to you and say, well, I tried to get their help and, and, you know, I, I just need you to do this again. And you already went, went and flight tested with them and all was well. So, you know, what happens with that? So you know. don't do two more clicks on that needle. Cause you know, that yeah. extra power might not be worth it. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it takes fuel to make power, not less fuel. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and one of the things that I've enjoyed is, you know, I like to tinker in the hobby. I like to, well, for instance, I mean, we joke, we call me the big rock because I took a raw 700 stretch at 800. And when I did that, I sat down and wrote down how I did it. And I um, created instructions on it and put the parts list together, kind of like Satender did when he did his how to build a night heli. So you build up this um, uh, process on how to stretch it. And I posted information about it, did some videos on it, flew it myself. And I had a handful of people reach out that really were intrigued by that. And then ask for help. And then I, I kind of feel like me and the three or four guys across this country have a little connection because we're flying big raws, you know? Awesome. And so it sounds like we should post that information on Maximum Collective Podcast on our Facebook page. It I sounds like that would be super useful. And yeah. I, I wasn't aware of the videos, but I'm a, I'm a king of stretching everything. And to be honest with you, I've totally throttled back from that. Although I think the big raw is totally awesome. So, yeah, we need to share some of that stuff out for other people that might be interested. But to that point, that's kind of neat, that type of feedback. When you help somebody out or you offer some advice and they take that advice, come back with some of their own. And then through that type of cooperative um, synergy, you both learn something and you both advance. You know, And I, and I think that's the right attitude to have. I, I, I see all too often where, you know, somebody will will say, Hey, you know, this is how it's done. If somebody will ask a question, somebody will give an answer and then somebody will jump in and go, no, that's not the right way. The actual right way to do it is this, you know, and, and, uh, but you, you gotta be open-minded and you gotta understand there's more ways to do, you know, more ways than one way to do things. And I think what, whatever works for you is the right way to do things sometimes. And I know, agree. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah. And, uh, I think, you know, I think, I think we all got to, you know, remember, you know, what, why, why we, why we got into this in the first place, you know, and that was why to, because we thought it was cool and we wanted to have fun with it. You know, we wanted to try it out and have fun with it and to tinker and things like that. And I think all too often we can get caught up in, in all of these other things. Oh, I want to, I want to learn, I want to learn, you know, how to fly like these top pilots and I want to be sponsored and I want to, this and I wanted that and you push, 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 push. But, you know, I think, I think all too often you could get burnt out if you go into it with that mentality and you just, you just, I think if you start feeling that way, you got to take a step back and, and go, you know what, I, I need to enjoy this again. I don't need to go out there and, and, you know, impress right. anybody but yourself. I think that's really, really important. If I could give any piece of advice to that, anyone, that would be it. That leads right into my train of thought, which is, 
as a mediocre pilot, and some might not say I'm not even at that level, you know, I've been flying for 16 years. And uh, because I started with fly bars and basic blade CPs and wood blades and, you know, 5C batteries, things that we don't even consider anymore, it was easy just to stay mediocre at the best. Like, oh, look, I can do inverted. Oh, look, I can fly around upright. And I never really pushed till I moved out to the West Coast. And that's where I saw, you know, great folks like Jesse Cavros or Alex Rose or Jacob Gittin or any of those folks out there. There's tons of great pilots. Uh, who's yeah. that other guy? Gregor Absolute McGrath. You know, yeah, when right. I start seeing that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I love your big air, dude. It's, yeah, it's Pure totally Loop, awesome. Pure Loop himself, right? I love your Pure, Captain Pure Loop right here on our show. We have the privilege. But oh, I've boy. definitely gotten burnt out over the time. At the same token, I have been to, I forgot the Florida one. What was the Orlando Heli blowout? I've been there. I've been to Beeham like six times. Um, where else? Have, I've been all over. I've been over in Virginia. Like they're having the spring fling this weekend. Or, well, I guess the weekend before our recording. It'll already have happened by the time this comes out. But <laughs> traveling to all these events and meeting all these people in, you know, Colorado, California, but I've definitely felt burnt out and I've definitely wanted to take a step back and ask myself, do I really need to spend this much money? And I, I think cost all too often. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people out there that cost is a consideration. I don't think it's talked about enough. It's like, ooh, buy the shiniest, newest thing. Like uh, quite honestly, after as a raw owner, previous raw owner, I really want to take a look at that new, is it pronounced Puma? 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 Uh, I really that like gets me jonesing because I had an E7. I've had a super stretch E5 too, but I had an E7 that was totally set up on 8S and it was a phenomenal flyer and I really enjoyed it and I've sold all that stuff. And it, it, that kind of stuff where the innovation, everybody's like, oh, well, it's not that much different, but it is. I mean, that, that extra weight savings and the fact that they're catering this whole other category of people where you don't need a giant power system because uh, we've gone from that. I mean, I come from the time of nitrous with no power. Greg, you've been flying for how many years? And I mean, Greg, you've been flying airplanes prior to that. So we know what we're talking about with the nitros and not having power or the electrics for that matter. Yeah. So the hobby has advanced tremendously. So how do you guys deal with, so we talked about helping people. How do you as a pilot keep pushing yourself to get better or do you push yourself to get better? That's a, that's a great question. You, you know, you know, it's really, really I, I'm like, I'm so grateful for, for Steve. And I, and I mean this wholeheartedly. Yeah, you're going five bucks after the everybody's podcast, laughing right by now, way. by the way. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's laughing, but you, you know, it's so funny. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's to be honest, to take a step back, there's, there's a few people that have, uh, um, recently for, for different reasons that have, um, just kind of restored a lot of stuff for me, even though I was not, you know, I was excited to be you know, back in the hobby and, and, and all that good stuff. But in terms of, um, you know, in different ways, people have got me excited about it, but in terms of, of flying and progressing, um, I've, I had regressed quite a bit from, from my past. And, and then, uh, Steve, a, a couple different fun flies, you gave me a hard time about, you know, pure loops, do, do some pure loops. And I used to be able to do pure loops. There was, there was a time when, when, you know, on the A main flight team where, you know, Frank Columbia would be doing, we'd all be doing, you know, pyro, you know, pirouetting funnels. We'd be doing uh, pyro flipping eights all in unison with like four or five, six of us flying. And man, when you called me out at the ranch this last time, 
I'm like, I gave it a, a, I gave it a try and I think I got a quarter of the way and I was like brain fart, <laughs> you know? So it, it, yeah, you it were three quarters of the way through it. You, that bottom, bottom fourth, the last fourth coming back and around where it's the scary part. It was over. It was over. And, 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 and you I had it though. I think you're giving me credit because I didn't even realize I got that far around. But, you uh, but you know, it, it, it ever since I got back. Now I know this is crushing to say, uh, but uh, or embarrassing rather is I haven't I have not flown a real helicopter since the ranch. I, I have been inundated with work and uh, it's and then you know the business, but mo- more importantly, my my job has just been killing me. So um, so. I've been like, I, next time I see Steve, I'm doing pure loops. I'm doing pure loops. I have been on the simulator. I've probably only missed a couple of days uh, since, since Ken's fun fly. I may not have been picking up a real helicopter, but I've been flying the sim like crazy. And I got something for you, big boy. <laughs> oh, we're going to see it. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to see that. And honestly, since uh, Greg and uh, Shane used to run, what was that called? Progressive the, Valley the, Learning progressive heli learning and honestly that was the most i've ever simmed in my life i am not a sim person but being in that environment god you had steve graham and he'd be on me like drive the tail drive the tail and he totally was right uh when i was doing my funnels and hurricanes i was never keeping the tail where i needed to and it was causing all kinds of issues so it's that kind of environment i mean it didn't matter if it was chad taylor or whomever was on the thing or, or shane or we had all kinds of people oh on yeah that. we had and what was, every tuesday night we had five or six of us for an hour where we would sit together was, and shane and i would come up with uh what's our drill tonight Remember right our our nightly drill and we'd all try and do this stupid silly little drill together but it was a fun collaboration on focusing on back to basics absolutely know? absolutely and, and to answer that question, I think what drives me to progress is, is uh, you know, it, it, it all depends, you know, it, you know, it, it, what drove me to progress was, was these silly little instigations from you, from Steve, you know, and, and yeah, it worked perfect, worked perfect. So. <laughs> you know, and I feel lucky because I fly with Jason Blaylock, Mike Weatherly, Lee Taylor, Jeremy Turner, his son, Jax. Um, there's five or six of us that meet out the flying field every weekend. And what we do is we're always there helping each other out. And I, I remember that thing from Scott Graham too. drive the tail. I'll sit there and I'll look up and I'll, I'll whisper, Hey, drive the tail, drive the tail. Or I'll even tell myself if I'm in something, I feel like I'm lagging. I'll start to say, drive that tail, Greg, you know, reminding myself, but it's that friendly urging of, help each other out you know uh, jason blaylock i give him a hard time he'll be doing tiktoks i'll go hey you realize that thing's got a left rudder right the nose does point to the left and it, he'll come back and he goes hey you know you can use a little right rudder there buddy you know so we're, we're having fun <laughs> we're not yelling lower 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 we're helping each other get better at something or we're practice maneuver or someone will find a maneuver and go here's how i learned it and it, the neat thing is is we're all kind of working together to improve ourselves but there's no one egging you on, more encouraging you. I think, I think it's your instant access to cool stickers that keeps you driving, having Jason there. And the only thing, I don't know if his flying is better than his stickers or his stickers better than his, it's They're both up there. Oh, yeah. They're both but great. It's, people, it's people like that. Like meeting Jason, he helped me with Urchin. He put my stickers on the tail boom. 
and he was so down to earth and so easy going. And I really hadn't met the guy or talked to the guy. Um, and it was, yeah, it's, it's people like that, like meeting new people again, that Urcha, I was kind of in the weeds about whether I was going to go or not, but I had a fantastic time really yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of the other piece that helps you stay motivated and keeps you from burnout is being surrounded by good people that are of like mind that are cooperative and they all enjoy the hobby. So what happens is that becomes contagious. It does. So, Gregor, you mentioned about time. So I, I definitely know time's an issue. Currently, we're in Midwest, right? I'm in Missouri area, and we've had rain, and we've had wind, and every excuse in the world for me not to fly. I haven't flown in three weeks. But I see, for example, Greg, he goes out and flies every weekend, and I'm like, man, I got to get out there, even if it's just the buddy, because my backyard is big enough for a buddy, and I can take that out there, and I just haven't gotten off my duff and done it. Um, I think the last time I flew, I actually crashed, which might have put a damper on stuff. I got to repair stuff first. But what are you going to do about time? You said you're busy and everything else. How are you going to introduce the sim back into time? And like, where are you going to carve out that hour? How are you going to figure that part out? Well, you know, <laughs> most of it is just uh, we've got some things at work uh, that have just been taking a lot of time and they won't last forever. It's just, um, you know, some uh, I work, you know, I work in the line of animal control and sometimes you, you deal with things that take a lot of a lot of your personal time, you know, writing reports on certain things you're working on, you know, and so that that's been a lot of it. And on top of it, uh, we're running out of cooler weather. So we've been we've been doing a lot of uh, home improvements, uh, getting things, you know, getting you got to keep the wife happy. Absolutely. We've only been uh, this is we're in our house, uh, our second year uh, from purchasing it. And so we're finally getting in at, at past that first year where we're like, OK, now we've decided what we're going to do. So, so everything's just kind of all hit at once, you know, and, and so um, just getting past that, you know, tip it, and I'm on call every other week. So um, most of the time I like to fly when I'm not on call <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, uh, I've got a group of guys that we fly with. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it's, it's been kind of sad because we lost one of our good, uh, good flight buddies that one of our locals, it was like one of my close friends, and uh, it seems like ever since his passing, everybody's kind of been in this funk, you know, and, and it's it's I'm hoping we can all get back in the groove again. But it's it's almost like everybody's schedules just quite quite aren't quite aligning, you know, like they were. So that in all honesty, that's been a little bit of my burnout, if you will. It's just been uh, time and just that little bit of a funk. But uh, I know um, I know we're just you know, it seems like the guys are starting to get excited again and and um the you know that crustiness is kind of is get going away so i know soon we'll be back in and i'll be going out either you know either saturday or sunday or both days you know it just yeah just depends so, so did you it, hear that guys yeah. you need to hit up gregor and take him out for an hour and make him go fly that's that's <laughs> what i just heard that's right encouragement i heard it that's right man that's right but man i it's Boom. so funny i've been so excited about the simulator and while i was waiting for the show to start i was sitting there on the simulator just just practicing you know and and I, i've got a little regimen that i've been you know like you pop you popped in with greg just going to the basics you know and that has been helping me tremendously you know and and uh, so yeah that's that's yeah so i'm excited to get out there you know with my helicopter because my sim is a little more primitive it's i'm on real flight seven five and i absolutely love it but 
then when I go to fly the real helicopter, it I find the maneuvers easier to do on the real helicopter than with the simulator. So it's yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I just cannot stop. Sim- yeah, cool. I, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed the simulator as much as I have in the last months, several months. You know, what about helping others? Uh, I know that's one of those things that I definitely enjoy. Uh, like you were talking about for the fun fly coming up with the STEM stuff. I think it's great because like I said, I'm not a great stick. I mean, I can fly and everything else, but I'm not impressive. Nobody wants to watch me fly. Uh, But I've trained a lot of people to do autos. So I've seen some great 3D people that couldn't auto for anything. And they've all walked up, shook my hand, told me, man, if it wasn't for you pushing, I wouldn't be able to auto. So here's this guy that can fly circles around me. But I helped to get over that hump and put him onto autos. Uh, or just anything in general, like you said, hey, you know that nose goes to the right or that nose goes to the left. And I think encouraging each other, that's definitely made it more fun. I don't know. I've tried to bring some of that back from the West Coast back to Missouri when I moved back. I've tried to encourage some of those people. Very cool. Yeah. Helping is huge, man. It's. I think for me, it's it's so, I don't know. It's It's amazing. That's one of my favorite things to do. I remember there was once upon a time at my local airfield. So I would talk with, I would talk with customers, you know, on the phone all day long about helicopters. And then I would go out to my airfield and there'd be guys standing there. I'd turn around from my flight and boom, here's a, uh, um, here's somebody standing there with a transmitter in their hand, waiting, asking me to help. And guys would be like, doesn't that annoy you? No, I love it. I love it. Love helping. That's what keeps us going. And if it, you know, it's just another body at a fun fly, you know? So you get one of those weird ticks when you hear a nitro, not quite running, right? Surely you want to go over and be like, um, you know, what if you would do this? It drives me crazy. I love, absolutely love helping people learn nitro. I love it. And I, I, Please tell, and I want everybody to know, never avoid asking me to ask me for help. I would love to help. If you see me at a fun fly, I will spend whatever time it takes to help at least have you walk away with something learned. I can testify to that. Just bring Gregory a worn out OS motor and he'll spend all day trying to figure out how to get it to run good before he yells at you for bringing him in a worn out old motor. Yeah, at least so you can enjoy it while you're there. And then it's like, next time, bring me something decent. <laughs> bring some parts with this thing, man. I still feel I will, bad about that, but that was funny as hell, by the way. I will give you credit, though. You The, sec- the next time I saw you, you brought me something to work with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the rod was knocked. The wrist pin. Oh, Lord. It was good. It was uh, good. So sounds like that might be a good topic for a future podcast is to go through Gregor's guide to nitro. We Doesn't sound try. like a bad yeah. podcast. Some yeah. basics. Yeah, we probably spent at least what six or seven hours on that topic. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> I hated. I absolutely hated nitro. I was living in Livermore, and I was lucky enough to get to fly with Robert Corum, who, for those of you who don't know, he's a legend in the industry oh, yeah. and a phenomenal pilot. Totally a phenomenal pilot. He wherever he puts a helicopter, that's where it's going. But I like I had a YS in my T-Rex 600. I picked up for cheap. It was a good motor and everything else. And I'm like, man, this thing won't start and blah, blah, blah. This. And he went over the, you know, he's like, throttle open, 10 seconds, run it, throttle closed, hit the igniter, kick it over, it'll fire right up every time. And just don't be messing with the needles. You don't need the extra one point here, one point there. You don't have the knowledge behind it. Just fly it like this. And unless it gets really crazy and you really change, you know, whatever. 
And to be honest with you, man, I walked up to the field. Every time I walked, I looked like a nitro god. And the helicopter wouldn't even stay in there that long. But I could start a YS engine like that. Every single time, start every time. Except the, the one time that, you know, the glow plug fell out. But that's never happened to anybody. Right. But I think those are the type of things that give the person that taught you that, it gives them a lot of satisfaction. Because when they helped you, they saw... The reward for the mentor is the person using what knowledge they pass along and watching it get used. I think right. that's what a lot of people enjoy is when you teach someone something, you watch them use it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's just so, you know, with Nitro, it can be so difficult because there's so many little things that, um, you know, that you, 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 you know, so many things that come with experience, you know, a lot of it, Nitro, you get a brand new engine. That's one thing, but you know, you, you know, there's so many little things that can occur that, that you only learn through experience experience. I've only seen a few people that have ever actually grasped that, you know, um, that, that, you know, if there's something going on can go, Oh, did you check this or this or that? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. There's not, I wouldn't say a few people, but just very few people that, that, that get that. But uh, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to put that on our list of future topics. But we do have a topic that we're planning for our next podcast, right? Well, I really think the next topic is going to be the best. I mean, because we're going to tell everyone what the best fly barless unit is. Yeah. So if and you I guys have all wondered, just stop phenomenal. by us, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. We're going to give you our lowdown on the best fly barless unit on the market. All right. So the only one you should buy, just show up here at our next podcast and we'll we'll get you all squared away. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great to me. I'm down with that one. I might call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've got one show posted, our first show. We've got what, 213 likes? No, yeah, we've I got it's 213. So we got Amazing. 206 likes, and we've got 213 people that are following us. That means there are what, seven people that follow us that don't like us? There was also 200 or so downloads on the podcast. So those are pretty good numbers for the initial thing. And hopefully, if you guys have any suggestions of how we can improve the show, any topics you want to go over, we want to hear about it. So if you want to check us out on the Maximum Collective Facebook page, that would be totally awesome. If you want to like it and give your suggestions there of what topics you want to hear, or maybe you want to give some input as to what the best fly barless unit is, we want to hear about it. Or... As you've seen with our FunFly coverage, I've really liked to push the FunFlies and the sense of community within the helicopter community. As a person that's been around, I've had a lot of people give to me in the helicopter community, and I'm hoping to give back a little bit and expand everyone's FunFly because it doesn't matter if you can barely hover or if you can do Pyro loops. We want you to FunFly. We want you to have fun because that's really what it's all about. Amen. It's all about the fun, baby. So with that, guys, I think that's about time to wrap it up. I think it's about time to auto on out of here. Uh, if you can, like our Facebook page or Instagram and download our podcast and check it out. Thanks so much. <laughs>